0: Well, it'll just for you, me, and Nick Spencer. You always get all the answers. So Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing, bong. It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and
1: Colin McLaughlin. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, June 22nd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Poonick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us today, and there's a lot to get into on today's show. We'll start with local news items here. Uh, Many of us know... Hedgesville's head football coach, Matt Faircloth. Well, he's now also taken the position as head girls basketball coach at Hedgesville. So congratulations to him. I'm going to try to text him and get him on the show here in the next uh, few days or so to talk about uh, accepting that position on top of his already head coaching role with the football team.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, I guess a little bit surprising that he's going to take on that role, but um, I think exciting for the girls basketball program at Hedgesville, uh, I think Coach Fairclough did some good things with the football team this past year in terms of getting them potentially back to competition or being competitive, I should say, and they had uh, a good end to the year. So, you know, we'll see how that works out uh, for him taking on that role as well. But, um, you know, definitely a guy with, with some good qualifications in terms of what he's done on the football field. I think they're heading in the right direction, I should say. I haven't really had the results yet, but I think uh, they could definitely be a more competitive team the next couple of years. And uh, That's a girls' basketball team that Colin and I looked Is losing a lot from last year, but uh, showed some bright spots, I think, in the sectional. So we'll see uh, what he can do with the, that group.
3: It's interesting. You don't really think of a uh, head football coach also being able to uh, coach... A girls basketball team but we'll have to wait and see how uh matt faircloth does he's a great coach there for football as uh nick said but it's very different between what you have to do as a football coach and a girls basketball coach but good luck to uh coach
1: faircloth and the teams yeah best of luck and as i said i'll hopefully we'll hopefully try to get him on the show here in the next few days just saw that news uh a couple hours ago Um, Also, other news at Hedgesville, Dana Peters, who resigned last week as the school's golf coach, has resumed the role. Uh, So uh, interesting there. I don't know exactly what happened there, but this all, according to the journal, uh, published about uh, pretty late last night, around 11 p.m. last night. But again, uh, Dana Peters back as the golf coach after resigning last week and then uh, Matt Faircloth, who is the head football coach, assumes now also will assume the role of girls basketball head coach. Um, but uh, that's the Hedgesville local news here uh, for Hedgesville High School Athletics. Uh, tonight, Suppose we're supposed to have some Legion baseball here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 as the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets host the funkstown post 211 skunks That's a 7 p.m. first pitch six forty pregame show on radio and tv as well as youtube uh there is some storms in the forecast was talking to manager trip tobin this morning via text he said they're gonna kind of decide the, some things around 4 p.m. today so we'll uh keep you updated on social media about that as well but uh should be a good game between uh those two teams nick
2: yeah it should be and in- Anytime we get a chance to uh, see this Berkeley post-14 team, uh, they're fun to watch. The game they had last week on Wednesday was a really competitive game against Leesburg. uh, That was a high-quality baseball game. No errors between the two teams. Uh, Great defensive plays on both sides, and I would expect that again uh, if they get to play tonight. So um, I think he said Caleb Edwards is going to start again for uh, I believe that's uh, what he did say on Monday. So, you know, him pitching in his home field got to give you a lot of confidence. I know they have a few guys out, but they'll get Jordan Canby back in the lineup. Um, so, just continue to try to see this team gel. Uh, you know, Coach Tobin t- talked about it a lot about how uh, these June games aren't as important as how he wants the team to be playing in July. Um, and they're playing at a pretty high level right now, especially offensively 48 runs in four games is very impressive. Just need to get that consistency from the pitching. And I think uh, today could be a good stop, a good uh, way for them to get in that direction. But just haven't really gotten there yet. Um, And this Funkstown team is pretty talented as well. I know they had some competitive games with them last year. So it would be a great opportunity. Hopefully, they're able to play tonight.
1: Yeah and uh we're talking to him about potential if there was a makeup cuz obviously here we've got to make potential plans uh for you know everybody that works our games in case uh there is a postponement uh that likely the odds are slim to none that there will be a makeup tomorrow only because they're da- they're up in Frederick this weekend for a big tournament, two games on Friday, two and four 30, uh, two game or a game on Saturday at 2 PM, a game on Sunday at three 30 PM. And then the uh, fi- semifinals and finals, if they make it there would be, uh, Monday morning. And then the final set, uh, at, uh, 2 PM on Monday. So I uh, got a lot of games coming up, so they're not going to try and, you know, they're not going to play a game tomorrow with a, a bunch of games coming up.
2: Yeah. We'll have the, uh, Little League tournament this weekend, so looking forward to that as well.
1: We will have that as well. Um, getting a text here. Let me uh, pull it up. Um, believe it's from Isaiah Horner's dad here, giving me information about the Blue Sox, the Martinsburg Blue Sox play at Potomac Valley at Hampshire tonight at 7 p.m. Saturday, at DH at Cumberland, and uh, they're. Uh, starting their season got to get more information on them he did just give me the contact to the head coach so we'll potentially try to get him on the show at some point here in the coming uh week or so uh but that's kind of a local look at things going on here i, I know uh, seeing on social media uh, a lot of uh you know still kind of this time in the summer where they have the flex days and, and things you could do for sports i know martinsburg is at, i believe in a seven on seven today they had a game at. 10 a.m. If I saw on social media, yeah, I didn't correctly. see
3: where, but I believe I didn't see
1: correct. where either. But I did see that, uh, so you know, these flex days teams using that to go to seven on sevens, which will really help them later in the season. I wasn't there on Friday with you guys, but I just wanted to kind of get a point across that these seven on sevens, uh, as much as the coaches during those interviews really said they weren't, it's not football, you're still seeing what you could get from guys in action that's not practice against your own teammates.
2: Yeah, in that sense, it's beneficial. It's not real football, as we know, but it's a good way to work on your passing game, I think, to an extent, um, and build that different looks against different teams, different coverages that you probably can't simulate in practice. So from that perspective, 7-on-7 seven seven is a uh, beneficial to the team. And overall, it's just good to have the team together in playing some form of football, even though it's not real football, I think that's really what you want to do with these seven on sevens. Maybe not look too much into the results, uh, because some guys will go out on seven on seven and, and look great, but then you get in, in full pads and eleven on eleven and they struggle. Or the opposite could even happen. You know, in seven on seven you don't really get your timing down, but then once you get into the eleven on elevens, you really start to shine with its full contact and stuff like that. So. It's just good, I think, for them to be out there and playing and having that kind of normal off season that has been missed over the past couple of years due to COVID. It looks
1: know, like
3: they're at WVU.
1: Oh, that is cool. I, I I feel like Coach Sherman may have said that in the interview last week. So, I don't. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but we're getting close to uh, 60 days until the first games. I believe that first game that Thursday night will be Washington and Hedgesville. That's would be August 25th. So, uh, you know, just over 60 days until that first game, which is crazy how fastly it's approaching.
3: I'm yeah. looking forward to it. It should be a uh, great football season here in the uh, Eastern Panhandle.
1: It definitely, definitely should. And uh, we'll have all those Martinsburg games for you. And uh, we'll have a few select other games. we trying to determine at this current moment. Um but, yeah, uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get into in the next segment. Uh, not a lot on the local, local side, a lot on the regional side. There is a big uh, house hearing or uh, house oversight committee hearing going on right now. Uh, started at 11 a.m. and uh, I got some audio here that uh, well somebody's finally going to be pushed to speak that didn't want to speak. And uh, we'll hear that next, as it's still ongoing right now. uh, But this segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side, we'll get into the NFL and uh, this uh, commanders stuff going on right now with the Oversight Committee. After this two-minute break, you're tuning the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten.
0: After a two-year COVID break, Valley Guns 2 is having their seventh annual sidewalk sale on July 2nd. Browse 108 feet of sale and clearance items such as Smith & Wesson handguns like the MP2.0 40-caliber full-size semi-auto and the MP2.0 Compact or the Model 60 Pro Series and 442 revolver. It's the seventh annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, exit 5 off I-81 Inwood, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com
1: Let's go!
4: Drinks of beers. Mountaineer Grill
1: and Pub. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including trivia night Monday, karaoke Tuesday, steak night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday night boneless wing night, and on Friday and Saturday nights there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Two dollar domestic bottles and two fifty domestic drafts. Let's go!
0: Drinks of beers. Mountaineer. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Dan Snyder getting into the danger zone here you like that you like the music choice there yeah hopefully it uh true it hopefully will reign true and i've got a compelling piece of audio here uh from this hearing going on right now uh the head of the oversight committee carol maloney she had this to say and uh something we everybody's wanted to know what will happen and this will now happen here's the audio
5: Mr. snyder has not been held accountable His refusal to testify sends a clear message that he is more concerned about protecting himself than coming clean with the American people. If the NFL is unwilling or unable to hold Mr. Snyder accountable, then I am prepared to do so. That is why I am announcing now my intent to issue a subpoena for the testimony of Mr. Snyder for a deposition next week. The committee will not be deterred in its investigation to uncover the truth of workplace misconduct at the Washington Commanders. Finally, I'd like to talk about how we're going to fix this problem, not just expose it, but fix it. Last week, along with many of my colleagues, we introduced two bills to ensure that employers like Dan Snyder cannot abuse non-disclosure agreements to silence employees
1: that's a that's a big big piece to this puzzle because we've known for weeks here uh that dan snyder uh, maybe a week and a half or so i guess he would not come to this hearing would not testify in this hearing when uh on the website when you want to look at it it was he was listed as invited but Roger Gale was listed as attending, and he's spoken a few times. And uh, this getting him to subpoena next to come next week—that could be huge.
3: Oh, it's definitely huge, and they've uh, made sure to make aware of the fact that Snyder was invited and uh, did not show up. They have an empty chair there at in the uh, in DC, excuse me, for uh, Dan Snyder, and right at the beginning addressed the fact that uh, he chose instead to be chilling on his uh, yacht there in France so uh, this will be huge if uh, the subpoena is successful and that he has to go testify next week in front of the uh, oversight committee and we'll have to wait and hear what he actually says Uh, some of the things here with um, Roger Goodell have been interesting and it's been all over the place with some entertaining things a lot of the uh, representatives there believe it's a waste of time others do not but this is huge
2: yeah i think uh you know in terms of today i don't know if anything will really be accomplished in terms of this investigation uh but if that does go through and and happens next week uh you could at least see more revealed about this subject Uh, but it's still kind of the same stuff that we've been hearing the nfl won't release the investigation that they concluded
1: but will which has been a year nearly yeah. a year long process here and uh you know i remember one of the first times that i was on miller time last summer uh, i went on a, like a couple minute rant about how the nfl released like a 250 page report for the deflate gate allegations uh there with the patriots and there's nothing for this and in roger goodell's uh whole kind of thing to this was well we, we We wanted to protect the privacy of everybody involved in this. But a 90% majority of these people have come out saying, release the report. There's a huge hashtag going around. They were protesting at the stadium last fall. And so his argument there is not really valid. And at that point, you can just redact the people that that don't want their name out there. If you have a vocal majority that want to be out there, the minority, you can just redact.
2: But today, like Colin said, uh, you know, a lot of the things are, are just random questions that don't necessarily have to even do with this topic. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, they asked him about why Dave Portnoy yeah, was that that nothing from to NFL do games. That uh,
3: Jack Del Rio being Jack fined, Rio was whether he agrees well. with that or not, even though that's solely based on a fine by Washington. Yeah. It's not a NFL investigation.
2: And I, I think it is a little bit interesting, you know, the political side and, in terms of should they discuss this or not? I think you know, they explained it pretty well that there have been other investigations similar to this, like the USA Gymnastics team that was discussed on the uh, committee. And I think it has to do more with this is a national issue in terms of workplace misconduct. The commanders themselves are not a national issue, but I think they're going to try to use this testimony uh, to hopefully prevent this type of thing from happening again
1: Right. Well, that's the whole goal of this i think the big thing too is we've known for a while that the nfl has i can't remember the word the verbiage that they use but they're not like uh, the congress and the government gives them uh i can't remember the exact wordage now i'm losing my train of thought here but the nfl is like a public they're not a private they're public in the congress and, and government Entity? Yeah, but Congress, they give them a special thing because they give them relief on stuff, I think potentially taxes or something, and that kind of makes it more of a Congress issue. And then all these Republicans are speaking out saying, well, we've got more things to do. Yeah, there are a lot of things to do in the country that the, that this could be going on for, but you've done it in the past. Uh, you've done it for the Larry Nassar case. Why can't you do it now? So. It's just it, it, listening to this is crazy. Also, one thing that I that I learned that Roger Goodell spoke and said in his uh, beginning five minute testimony was that uh, non disclosure agreements. I don't know how long this has been a thing, but non disclosure agreements to club employees is illegal in the NFL. I don't know how long that's been. I don't know if it was a you know a recent change. But we long know, like long standing, that's a dance thunder thing to do. You get hired and you have to sign a non disclosure agreement.
3: Yeah. So it makes you wonder why it happened then.
1: It really does. And obviously, we'll have more on this tomorrow because it's going on right now as we speak and we can't be tuned into it right now as we're talking on the air. Uh, But a lot of stuff to go down. Um, Could go down Especially next week When Dan Snyder is subpoenaed To uh, be in front of this Congressional committee uh, Which I thought Was potentially coming But I didn't know That it was actually Going to be coming In like today uh, Because uh, When he declined it Everybody was like Well you could just Subpoena him So I don't know why They didn't just Subpoena him Prior
2: Maybe today They could get more Information on
1: Other things Roger Goodell So they they can Prepare to ask him What Roger Goodell had spoken. On. I guess it's kind of like a cross-examination kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That could make some sense there, but again, uh, not looking good here for Dan Snyder as he has now uh, been subpoenaed to speak next week in front of this Congressional Oversight Committee. Oh,
3: he hasn't been. He, she intends no, on doing she did.
1: So. They put out, they released a paper. Okay. It was already pre-done. Okay. They just had to enact it at this, I guess. So they've officially put out a statement saying that he's been subpoenaed. Um, but yeah, so we'll keep you updated on all that next week when that happens. Uh, but now let's move on to some NFL news, more NFL news. This one, uh, to me, not coming as much of a shock because he said, uh, kind of towards the end of the season that he was kind of up in there. That's being Rob Gronkowski is officially retires again. And, um, he retires differently than he did the last time. I think. He retired on his own terms this time.
2: Yeah, that seems to be the case. And, uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, Rob Gronkowski, and I wasn't really surprised by the news either. It it did seem like he was going out. uh, And, you know, one of the uh, best players we've seen play the game and, uh, you know, definitely a great career for him. So congratulations to uh, Gronk on kind of getting to Finish it up the correct way. Play a few more seasons with the Bucks. Win another Super Bowl, um, and and get to play with Tom Brady again. I think that's probably how he wanted it to end. Opposed to the last time, kind of going out on an injury. I know he had his injury. Well, he also.
1: So I believe he worked for Fox Sports afterward. Yeah, what he did for a little bit Uh, on one of their pregame shows, he did reveal uh, that he was traded to the Lions. In the offseason before he retired, and then he said, well, I'm retired. So then that trade did not go through.
2: Yeah.
1: So uh, now – and in the little statement, he talked about how when he was a kid, he said he wanted to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now he's kind of fulfilled his dream. So I could see that happening. But yesterday, Adam Schefter tweets out something interesting around 2.30 p.m. In reaction to the Rob Gronkowski news, his agent Drew Rosenhaus texts, quote, it would not surprise me if Tom Brady calls him during the season to come back and Rob answers the call. This is just my opinion, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rob comes back during the season or next season. End quote.
2: Kind of like in that commercial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Gronkowski is a big red zone target. And if the Buccaneers are have a chance to go to another Super Bowl, come, you know, they're they're leading the NFC South there. I think potentially November. You could get a phone call. You could come back. I think there's potential there.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Tom Brady and Gronk, that, that is the connection that has led. How how many touchdowns is it at now? I, over 70, I feel like. Yeah. So I
2: think Gronk has in the 90s. I think mean, it's 91. At 90 now.
3: That includes the playoffs, though, I think. I think
2: that's probably clear why. Because he had a couple okay, of yeah. uh, you know, 17, 14 touchdown seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, next piece of news, uh, the Steelers boost their defensive line. They sign uh, former Bengal defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi? Ogunjobi. Right? Ogunjobi.
2: Yeah. Got there.
1: Uh, Ogunjobi, that's a, a big piece there to uh, Ogunjobi being uh, on the team that went to the Super Bowl last season with the uh, Bengals. Uh, that could be a big deal to booster that defensive line there for the Steelers.
2: Yeah, I mean the Steelers need some help up front. They lose Stephon Tuit to uh retirement and um you know, they lost Hargrave a couple of years ago. So they need another big body in there and Stephon Tuitt retired earlier yeah, this offseason. So so.
1: Nick just said that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So I was reading while he was talking.
2: Uh getting Obin Joby in there uh definitely helps out a little bit and uh solid pickup for them.
1: Yeah, he has twenty one and a half career sacks with two hundred twenty-nine tackles, two forced fumbles. Uh the disclosure or the deal the financial terms of the contract have not been disclosed yet. Uh he had also visited the Jets, but he did have a deal in place with the Bears for three year forty and a half million dollar contract, but that fell apart after he failed his physical on March eighteenth. Uh, He did not undergo off-season surgery to repair a right foot injury. So I wonder if he has since done that. I would presume that's potentially happened.
2: Yeah, or maybe he's just healed more and can pass the physical.
1: Maybe so. uh, We got some sad off-the-field news in the last uh, 12 hours or so. Actually, this morning, uh, the Ravens outside linebacker Jalen Ferguson has died at the age of 26. The team announced this morning, quote, We are profoundly saddened by the tragic passing of Jalen Ferguson, uh, he was a kind, respectful young man with a big smile and infectious personality. We express our heartfelt condolences to Jalen's family and friends as we mourn the loss, a life lost much too soon, end quote. At approximately 1125 Tuesday, Baltimore police said officers responded to a home in the northern district of the city where they found Ferguson unresponsive and being treated by medics. Ferguson never regained consciousness and was pronounced dead on the scene by medics. According to the police, there were no signs of trauma or foul play at the time. His body has been transferred to the medical examiner's office where a cause of death will be determined. Uh, they are not ruling out the possibility of an overdose. According to a police spokesman third round pick in 2019, uh, nicknamed the sack daddy out of law tech. Um, he totaled 67 tackles, four and a half sacks in uh, his three seasons, Nick. Sad sad loss there for the Ravens.
2: Yeah, very sad loss. Uh, you know, only 26 years old. So, I mean, a young man that goes, that dies uh, unexpectedly is obviously very sad news. And uh, a guy that came in, you know, this year with high expectations, thought, felt like he was going to make the next step uh, on the field, um, but also a, a really good, seemed like a good guy off the field if you remember when rustin had their uh tornado come through there he had helped rebuild some homes and stuff um i think when he was still in college so uh you know just a, a very sad day uh for the ravens and uh very unfortunate news
1: very unfortunate news there. And with that, we will take a break. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and Designer Beddings, Outdoor Living. It is family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into, uh, we'll look more at Stanley Cup. And the former wizard has uh, opted into his contract for the player option, but it's not what you think. We'll talk about that. After this two-minute break, you're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware,
4: anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's Orsini's.com. An important community announcement concerning COVID-19 testing. Beginning June 18th, the drive-through COVID-19 testing site on the WVU Medicine-Berkeley Medical Center campus will be closed. New walk-in COVID-19 community testing sites will be available instead at all three WVU Medicine urgent care locations in Charlestown, Inwood, and Spring Mills, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tests require a physician's order for symptomatic patients. Results available in 24 hours on WVU MyChart accounts. No appointment necessary. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun.
0: Game days in almost heaven. There's nothing else quite like it. The crisp fall air, the smell of the tailgates all around, the renewal of storied traditions while hanging out with friends and meeting new ones. That's a game day at Milan Pushkar Stadium, where the pageantry of college football and the Mountaineers are a way of life. Join us on game days. Buy your season tickets today at wbugame.com.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here this afternoon. Uh, We'll get into uh, NBA news concerning a former wizard uh, that was traded. What was that, two seasons ago, Nick? I I can't even remember now. This whole COVID thing kind of screws up sports. Uh, But uh, I guess... The player option, he exercises $47 million player option with the Rockets, but he is seeking a trade or buyout. Uh, so, obviously, uh, he didn't play last year, right? Did he play last year? He didn't play the since they he got
2: traded. Yeah, he didn't play last year because uh, the Rockets were essentially trying to build around their younger core. He did play uh, his first year with the Rockets a little bit before getting injured again uh in John Wall. So uh last year they were trying to kind of allow their younger guards to get PT and kind of ignored Wall and, and he just kinda of sat on the bench. But of course he's going to opt into a forty seven million dollar yeah. player option when he hasn't really played in a few years uh and isn't really worth that on the open market. Um so as a John Wall fan, you know, a guy that I loved when he played for the Wizards uh, I hope that he finds a team and a role as maybe a six-man or something, um, because I think he can still contribute. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy, and I don't know what his value would be to a team. But the Rockets, he really doesn't have much value there. Uh, so they're not going to get a trade for him, because nobody's going to take on that contract. But they'll probably end up uh, coming to a buyout, I would think, and then maybe a contender would pick him up as a role player for them. But... Uh, just interesting news, I think, just because of John Wall's status as a former wizard and one of the best players to uh, play for the organization.
1: Yeah, definitely, and uh, it'd be interesting to see maybe uh, maybe the Wizards want to try and get him back for no. a little reunion tour. I doubt it. Uh, the rumor has always been that
2: him and Bradley Beal didn't get along. So well,
3: Bradley Beal is going to Boston. Eh, well, we don't know where Bradley Beal is going. Nobody
2: yet. knows. We will know here relatively soon. They have the best o- odds.
3: Do they? Almost went odds and like well, tried you know, to Colin, fail with an accent or the something.
2: The team with the best odds doesn't win all the time.
1: That is true. Very true. Uh, let's move over to the NHL. Uh, before we talk about Stanley Cup Game 4, which is coming up tonight, uh, we'll talk about the awards last night. The Hart Trophy handed out to Austin Matthews. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, he completely dominated the season. Connor McDavid there in second. Ovechkin in 10th. Uh, he had two third or fourth place votes and five, uh, four fifth place votes. So, uh, interesting there. Uh, the Norris trophy, um, was handed out to Kale McCarr, uh, and see John Carlson finished 10th there as well. Uh, so at a capital there, Ted Lindsay award to Austin Matthews, uh, the Calder trophy to Mortez cider or Cedar. Um, to, uh, Martin Faravari was on there, tied for 14th. Uh, the Vesna Trophy given to Igor Shis- Shesterkin. Um, and obviously, no cap goalie was on there. <laughs> Wouldn't expect that. Uh, the first All Star team uh, Matthews, uh, Mitchell Marner, Johnny Gudeau, uh Kale Makar, Roman Josie on the defense. Uh, the goaltender there is Shesterkin. The second team, Connor McDavid, uh, Tachurkic, and Huberdeau, uh, Victor Hedman, Charlie Mcuve was the defenseman. Uh, no caps, though, on this list at all. So,
3: I mean, it wasn't a good season for the caps.
1: was not a good season for the caps. Uh, it's just weird to not see Ovechkin winning a trophy. But, I mean, he is getting up there in
3: age. That's fair, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, we always see him winning a trophy, though, I feel like. He's always at least. I feel like for the last ten years he can focus on different things. I feel like in a good portion of the last ten years he's been the Rocket Richard winner. I feel like I could be totally wrong, on that, but
3: I have to go back and check. But. It just
1: kind of feels like it to me. Uh, but uh, game four tonight, Stanley Cup playoff or Stanley Cup Finals, eight p.m. ABC from Amalie Arena in Tampa, Colorado still favored in this one. Uh, Colorado still leads the series two to one. Uh, Tampa Bay. Um, where is it? I, mean, I had it up here. I just accidentally closed the It surprises the
3: me that Colorado's favored now after Tampa was favored in Game 3 and won 6-2. to two. That's what I was and thinking. And it's still in Tampa.
1: But it was also... I thought it would change between today and yesterday. Because we so, talked about it on the show yesterday and it was the same, uh, same thing there. Uh, Nikita Kucherov in Braden Point out for Game 4 of the playoffs for Tampa Bay. Maybe that's why. Um, I believe that uh everybody's still out there for the avalanche that was not there so, so
3: bierkowski still out.
1: burkowski is still out didn't travel didn't come this time uh didn't come for game four to the to tampa uh hopefully he can get back by game five that'd be big there to get him back by game five they but needed him there in game three they really did i mean he's he's a great goal scorer he's turned out to be a really good player and i'm very happy that to think about it, like long term, I'm happy for him and his career that the uh, that he left the Caps that they traded him because the the Caps have a lot of good players there between you know 2012, 2016, 17, even to the run the cup run in 18, but they're young players that just wouldn't get playing time or they wouldn't get the where they needed to be where they should be with Ovechkin and Backstrom and Oshie, uh all there. I agree. So
3: we'll have to. See if, as you said, he's back for uh game five when it gets back to Colorado. But tonight, I'm picking uh, Tampa still to even it up there
1: at home. Nick?
2: Well, I guess I'll go with the Lightning. Well,
1: I guess you'll <laughs> go with the Lightning.
3: We know he's not the hockey guy.
1: Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Avalanche. So you um, think
3: they go up three one?
1: Yeah. Does I it end they, in five then? I think it does end in five if they get Burkowski back. I think if they okay. get him back for that home game, um, I think that could be big. Uh, so we talked yesterday. We'll transition now to golf here. We talked yesterday about uh, the more players joining the Live Tour, um, Justin Thomas namely being the guy. And there's a, the PGA made a kind of a thing where if you play in a Live Tour event – you're no longer eligible for the PGA Tour. Well, the next live tour event is not till next weekend. Uh, the first U.S. one, I believe, in Oregon is it in yes. Portland? Yes. Yeah. Um, so Justin Thomas technically was still eligible to play at the PGA Tour's Traveler Championship this weekend. He has withdrawn from that. Uh, and today, uh, PGA Tours announced they plan to add 20 million tournaments. $20 million tournament in 2023 as an attempt to combat the live tournament poor reports. The PGA tour has responded a number of times in a variety of ways to upstart to the upstart live golf tour. Uh, they will overlay present uh, present presently scheduled events with three tournaments. And that will pay out $60 million across the fall. They will feature 50 golfers who qualify for the BMW championship. The second, of three FedEx Cup playoff events and be spread across Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. One other proposed change is that only 70 golfers down from 125 would qualify for the first FedEx Cup playoff event, the St. Jude Championship. Only those 70 players would be guaranteed PGA Tour cards for the following season, which will move back due to being held over a calendar year beginning in January 2024. So uh, things moving there trying to combat things, 60 million in three tournaments could help that.
2: Yeah. I mean, this has been a uh, interesting development that we talked about yesterday in this kind of rival league, which we don't really see that in American sports. We don't see multiple leagues really for one sport. Uh, it's pretty much, you know, one league. So, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, different. I don't,
1: like, I don't think, you know, we see these upstart, Kind of football leagues, but they're not trying to go against yeah. the NFL because they're played in the offseason. Well, they know they stand the no chance. That's what I'm saying. That that's like the closest we've seen is you know the XFL playing in the spring, yeah, and the USFL this year playing in the spring. So there's never been direct competition to, as Nick just said, to any U.S. professional sport. So this could be some big things At going least on. Recently, I mean, yeah.
3: I was about to say when there was, they combined. Yeah, the yeah. AFL, do we see that? ABA.
2: You can't combine these though because they're different. They're totally different setups. Setups, yeah. Like different formats. You're not you in, in the live in the live something.
1: tournament. You're not you're not playing a full you know tournament that you see in the PGA or like four rounds. I think you only play. Or when
3: it's winter in the U.S. I mean, are,
1: I think they play. 48 where does live
3: play actually? I, I don't know much about it because the I know. World. That's what I assume so if it's They're winter playing. in the US and there's no PGA why can't the PGA have the live But and they do that overseas. Go do that you do realize overseas.
1: that they play in like November and December overseas. You can figure it out. I guess uh but maybe the uh 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews next month has announced the players involved in the Live Golf Invitational series will be allowed to complete compete, excuse me, at next month's Event there, the 150th Open Championship at St Andrews. The R&A announced Wednesday the decision follows the USGA allowing players who have joined the live tournament, which is financially backed again by the Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, to play at this weekend's. At this past weekend's U.S. Open, uh, England's Matt Fitzpatrick won the major at the Country Club. Uh, the four-time champion Brooks Kepka became the latest player to switch. Then you have Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, also as well. Uh, The Open will begin on July 14th. So this is interesting because this is not PGA. This is just the Open, the 150th Open there at St. Andrews. They're allowing those players to play. Will they play? Is the question. Will we see? I think some will. Why
2: not?
3: Yeah. If there's no live going on.
1: I don't know. I don't even. Yeah, it is the Open.
2: I mean, you're going to yeah. play in the Open if you have the opportunity to do so. It's Open.
3: <laughs> <To> <laughs> that, that's why it's... Colin yeah. and I might go out there. No. no. We have to qualify, I think, still. And nah. the, you, no.
1: Well, the reigning Open champion is Colin Morikawa. So.
3: so I'm halfway there. Yeah. Have the name. And you have <laughs> the last name initial. Ooh, yeah. You guys are pretty much the same there. guy. No.
2: You could probably pose for, as him.
3: <laughs> Colin. This is an idea, Colin. It's a bad one.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Uh, Aaron Judge looking forward to arbitration hearing, which declares the star's salary for this season. And uh, the Nats take down the O's last night in a uh, great pitching game there for the Nats. Something you don't see a lot this season. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break when we close things out on today's edition of the Sports Mix.
4: town Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up, no questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car, signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford.
1: Golf season is right upon us. Hi, I'm Ron Springer, head golf professional at the Woods, and I'm excited to announce the 6th Annual Tournament of Champions back for another exciting year. This year's tournament schedule here at the Woods is bigger than ever, so gather up your buddies to try to qualify for the area's biggest golf event. A list of the many qualifying tournaments held here at the Woods can be found at thewoods.com or by calling 304-754-7222, or you can also find the list in Round the Panhandle magazine. Have fun and benefit the community.
0: You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought in part by the Mary Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Puey, Nick Colin McLaughlin, hanging out with you for the next uh, six and a half or so minutes here as we end this Wednesday edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, We'll talk some mlb here as aaron judge now said he's looking forward to arbitration hearing with the yankees that will decide his 2022 salary uh they debates whether the yankees should pay the all-star outfielder the 21 million dollars he believes he is worth this season could be big uh excuse me to where the market goes there uh for him going up for his contract obviously
2: yeah i think uh the Yankees obviously are going to have to pay Aaron Judge quite a bit. Uh contract expires in 2023, so um I think they'll end up probably having to pay the 21 million. It's kind of hard to argue against it in the arbitration period, but we'll see kind of how it goes down. I know. I read the article a little bit and he was talking about how some players, you know, hate the arbitration process, some guys kind of enjoy it because they're talking about you and your value and uh I think that's what kind of excites him because he's having another great season for the Yankees and it's going to be hard to uh deny him that 21 mil
3: yeah I think he gets it easily especially with the numbers that he's uh put up so far this year and going towards free agency they're gonna have to pay him a lot more if they want him to stick around after all this
1: yeah, definitely. And uh, another MLB news: the MLB to require all teams muddy ball using to muddy the ball using the same exact technique the Major League Baseball is now requiring teams to quote muddy baseballs before games using the exact same technique, according to a league memo sent to all 30 teams on Tuesday that was obtained by ESPN. Mudding is the process of removing the gloss from new baseballs to give pitchers a better grip. It is. It's been used in the game for decades and is is as important as ever considering the least crackdown on the use of the foreign substances over the past 12 months. Uh, in past years, muddying involved clubhouse attendants preparing baseballs by rubbing Delaware River mud, which comes in a can days before each game. Moving forward, they'll be required to continue two muddy balls on game day only and all with the same technique. After reviewing videos of clubhouse attendance from around the league, officials found a wide variety of mudding techniques. The proper technique involves quote painting the full surface of the ball with muddy with mud using two fingertips then comes a very precise rubbing motion with the ball in between both (laughs) hands to get the mud into the pores of the leather mudding each ball is a 30 to 40 second process uh that's it that's all that's 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 (laughs) (laughs) uh but now they're requiring the same process for everything so in 12 (laughs) i believe 12 months ago today take notes I believe one year ago today is kind of that that first week of the policy where Joe Girardi went after Max Scherzer in that Nats and Phillies game. I believe I saw that come up on my uh, timeline today as a year ago today. So uh, kind of interesting that that's the same time. Uh, But, yeah. (laughs) Thirty I'm to forty out of this seconds. Topic. All <laughs> baseballs used in a specific game must be mudded within three hours of all other baseballs being used in that same game.
2: Interesting. Didn't know the preparation of the baseballs. So
1: did not. I, I trip Tobin has told me about rubbing each baseball. He, he was, you know, talking about it during the high school season. But that's a totally different process, obviously, than I what the majors are using. Have to ask him if he
3: using. uses a uh, Delaware mud in two Delaware fingers or River not?
1: mud. <laughs> I have to ask him today. Uh, but uh, speaking of Max Scherzer, his uh, timeline is in question. He did a sixty-five pitch rehab start last night. Uh, he uh, he wanted to be back in the majors already, but not surprising, it's Max Scherzer. Uh, but they're uh, still trying to determine that. Uh, but the again, the uh, Mets are twenty games above five hundred here, so uh, they don't necessarily need him back, but they could use him. Well, they're, they're going to need him for the playoffs. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, but
1: why rush? Well, make sure that he's.
2: You know, the ready to go at full speed at, at come playoff time. I mean, uh, if he's not ready, they're not going to bring him back, I would think. But if he's ready to go, uh, they'll have
1: him out there. And uh, speaking of uh, the playoffs, two teams that aren't really much in the playoff hunt uh, did battle last night in the so Beltway. talking about the playoffs? well, If they're not in, they're, they're not going to. They're not in the playoff lookout or the, the playoff picture. It's the
2: opposite of talking about the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. really.
1: Uh, the Nats and O's did battle last night, game one of two at Baltimore in the battle for the Beltways. Uh, Washington got off to a quick start there. Nelson Cruz would double in Cesar Hernandez in the first inning uh, to take a 1-0 lead. Cesar Hernandez would reach on a fielder's choice, which then would score Cabert Ruiz as they had a bases-loaded situation in the second. That was a 2-0 lead for the Nats. And then Lane Thomas hit an insurance home run there, a right field in the top of the ninth inning for a 3-0 win. Eric Fetty on the mound. Six innings, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Kyle Finnegan, one inning, one hit, three strikeouts. Carl Edwards Jr., one inning, one strikeout. And Tanner Rainey with the save, one inning, one hit, two strikeouts. Uh, golden Sombrero there for, uh, uh, for Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes yeah. And uh, Lyle's going six and a third, five hits, two runs, two walks. Or excuse me, three walks, four strikeouts. And uh, yeah, uh... Fetty pitched pretty well for the Nats last night. And, you know, Lyle's coming off that stomach issue. I don't necessarily know. And they kind of didn't really know a starter.
3: Yeah, they didn't know that he was going to start until a couple hours beforehand. And it seemed like he still wasn't 100% with his uh, command. But got to give credit to the uh, Nationals pitching to get 10 total strikeouts there against the Orioles. And uh, I think hopefully tonight will be different so that the O's don't get swept by the Nats.
1: Patrick Corbin versus Tyler Wells. Tyler Wells. Uh, that's a 7.05 first pitch. Unless the Legion game is rained out, which, again, the Nats or Orioles game out too. could get rained out, too. I uh, will have Legion for you. We'll keep you updated on our social media platforms about that. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.